Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Rick Bulo for 2019's first episode of the HTDC podcast. Being the beginning of a new year, we had figured we'd focus today's topic on sticking to your New Year's resolutions. Cliché, yes, but going into 2019 with a clear direction as to where you want to take your artistic abilities presents lots of opportunity to grow and improve, which is one of the reasons this topic is so exciting to me. Because you can bet I've also got big plans for HTDC this year, and all we hope to bring to you in the coming months. How about you, Rick? Have you settled on any New Year's resolutions just yet? Well, I'm, I'm one of those guys that doesn't like, uh, like the whole cliche thing, but, uh, and, and, off, and states, I got, I got New Year's resolutions, but come on, we all have them in one way or the other, right? Yeah, I mean, some people love them. Some people don't really buy into them too much because they, I guess, never really fulfill their New Year's resolutions. And after a while, it just gets old. Well, that's true. I, I used the I used the New Year resolution thing actually as as a good starting point just to put my mindset correctly because then you don't have to come up with another random day to say, okay, this day I need to have this done. If you say have a New Year's resolution, you know, well, then force yourself to have a New Year's resolution and see it done. I've done that for the last three years now, and so far it's been, it's worked. Last year, last year's New Year's resolution was getting into digital art and somewhat make it work, and I think I managed to do that. And this year I got, as you were asking, I got the New Year's resolutions to 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 stop to to just stop crapping around so to say and just get onto social media with my stuff oh, no cool. more excuses no more no more excuses I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be awesome. You know, I, it's been a while since I've seen your artwork. And, uh, you know, I would love to see, because I know you're an incredible painter and you can paint very realistic-looking uh, subject matter, you could say. But I would love to see some more of your stylistic-looking artworks. Just because I feel like when we're able to push and exaggerate the look of our characters, we see a little mm -hmm. bit of our own artistic identity within them. That's what I love about, you know, teaching students from year to year. And, uh, you know, that goes for online and in the classroom. And uh, also on the group, of course, the HTDC group, is that every single person who posts there, they have this unique look to their particular style and they they somewhat come through within the look of their artwork and i love that i think that's one of the most special things about being an artist is that you get to literally express yourself onto the page exactly and you're right because the way i usually do it with the hyper realism there's no real there's no real room for having your own style if you also have to have as much realism as possible after all if you understand what I mean, many painters is, can basically easily be put the same if they don't uh, do those slight exaggerations in their paintings in order to stand out. Mm. So I've been working on that as well. I've actually my whole my whole plan with the whole comic or comic thing is have never been create my own direct comic per se, but make comic book covers make 
make big illustrations from uh, two other comics and uh, and stuff like that, like Alex Ross and uh, Mark Bro uh, Mark Brooks and yeah, many others do uh, do these days rather than making the interiors. Yeah, totally. And is that the kind of look you'd like to go for, more of an Alex Ross aesthetic? No, I was actually thinking more of an uh, Simone Bianchi, if you know that uh, who that is. Okay. No, I haven't heard of yeah. her before. It's a him, actually. Oh, him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I pronounced the name correctly, but it's spelled like the 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 female Simone. Mm-hmm. But he got he got this uh, real realistic sense to it, but he's added uh added added some basic comic values as well, more than Alex Ross does. Yeah, I get you. And it is that stylistic approach, I think, that does have more of an impact on your audience and the viewers that are going to look at your artwork as well, just because it's different. It's beyond reality and what we see in our everyday lives. It's something which we've interpreted in an interesting and unique way, hopefully. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons I love comic book art. And I also love cartoons. You know, when I was growing up and you had cartoons like Ren and Stimpy or, you know, over here in Australia, we had Rocco's Modern Life. You know, you'd get these wacky, out-of-this-world cartoons that would be able to, of course, break the boundaries of anything that we'd be physically capable of. Um, but it was just, I don't know, that exaggeration really seemed to, to hook you in, whether whether or not you're an adult or a kid. I mean, I still watch it and I'm blown away by it. But, um, you know, it you know yeah. like cartoons like Betty Boop there's a re and Mickey Mouse, there's a reason that they're an icon. And I think it's because they, they have this really unique interpretation that is specific to the particular artist who created them. So... Yeah, man, I think it's definitely worth looking into. And when you're on the journey to harnessing your comic art abilities, you're also forming that artistic identity along the way. And it's really interesting to look at, as the artist, what your work will ultimately become. It's also super interesting looking on, at, at the sidelines on other artists and how they, how they improve just... Yes, some uh, just in the group, some of the people we that that's been around there for a long time, we could that that still provides really great stuff in the, within the group. We can see how, how different, how much they, they've changed just in short times, and it's both interesting to see and also be part of, and do your, and do yourself look back at. But before we jump straight too much into it. What is your resolution, New Year's resolutions, Clayton? Well, this year, Rick, is going to be an interesting year because I've actually um, kind of uh, left teaching in the classroom behind so that I could focus full-time on howtodrawcomics.net, creating the free resources for the website, such as the tutorials and videos that we put out, hopefully a little bit more than occasionally this year and the podcast episodes of course but also on top of that i'd love to get more courses out because we do have some fantastic courses by ed foychuk who's just killing it right now with those yeah, with, with what yeah. he's bringing out um we've also featured some by robert marzullo on the website but as for me i've only got one up there and it's been a few years now 
um, as I've kind of explored the best approach to creating these uh, these volumes of knowledge that I'd like to share with other aspiring comic book artists coming up in the game. So I'm really focused on that this year. I want to get Superheroines course out, then the Heroes course, and hopefully after that I'm kind of... I'm weighing up whether or not I'm going to do a supervillains course or just jump straight to the covers and the sequentials. But either way, the next two years are going to be very interesting and super exciting. Um, beyond that, I would love to just get howtodrawcomics.net out there more because I do feel it, it's got this pool of valuable resources and maybe not everyone is aware of that just yet. Um, and so kind of my other job beyond just creating the content is actually ensuring that that people are aware that this resource exists in the first place so you know that means doing hopefully more interviews with high profile artists not that I'm a hundred percent confident they're going to take any notice of me when I approach them but hey it'll be uh, it's worth a try right you never know um, exactly. I'd also like to get into some more one-on-one -on -one mentoring online through howtodrawcomics.net. I think that that could be a very uh, valuable surface, uh, service to offer other aspiring artists. If I can work one-on-one -on -one with them over the course of, say, three months, I do believe that I can help them get their artwork to the level that they want to get it to within that time. But uh, that's something that I'm still kind of thinking about and mulling over. Not sure whether or not we're going to see that this year or the next, but it's definitely something that I've got on my bucket list for the website. So that's where I'm at, sure. man. So you got so you got your plan ahead of you. Yeah, I'm a thinker. You know, I, I love thinking yeah. about this stuff, and I'm I'm constantly uh, planning ahead. Like, and I think that when you can have that goal in mind, it gives you a compass to work toward, right? It, it shows you the direction that you need to go in in order to achieve what really matters to you. As, we, as we've mentioned many times before, it's all about the, pro, uh, the right mentality, uh, mentality to, get, to get, uh, get the things done you want in, in this area. And you, you got it. You got it. You, you make a, you're making a proper step-by-step, -step, somewhat step-by-step, structural plan and you and you go for it the best possible way and that's how you that's one of the best ways to do things envision envision your goal before you even start to start the walk yeah totally win before win before you begin so to speak and you got to do that to keep keep to keep on grinding and it it is a grind the the whole artist thing just to become noticed is a grind in itself Hmm. Yeah, it is definitely. And I think at least when you've got that 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 goal that you're heading towards, what you'll find is that you don't really have to think about it afterwards. You know, a lot of the time before you've thought about what you actually are working toward, you'll wake up every day and you'll be trying to figure out what it is you need to do in in order to get anywhere, right? But the the end goal is a little bit ambiguous. Okay, so you've got to have a clear idea of what that destination is, and it makes it so much easier for you. It's much less mentally fatiguing. You can just do the work that you need to do in order to reach that goal, and that's it. You don't even have to think about it. And you know what? I, I like going into it with that mindset. You know, you know why you don't get so so fatigued. I read that. I read that in a psychology book I read recently. I'm 
heavily into those and have been a lot. The reason why you sometimes feel more fatigued mentally by not not doing anything and waking up and doing nothing, like if you sit at home because you're you you have a handicap that doesn't doesn't bear, give give you the availability to work or so, and stuff like that, you feel more fatigued just by being home and doing nothing. And that's because your brain needs focus. The brain needs a focus and that and if you give that brain your focus a focus, it will work for you and your body and you'll start feeling much better. You'll start feeling more fresh, more alive and less fatigued by doing absolutely nothing. A really interesting point that I can only relate to because I've been on both sides at at one point being the one that were fatigued of just sitting around and picking my nose and doing nothing for years until I kicked myself in the ass and got myself out of the gutter and started with a focus. Hmm. And that changed me my mindset and my brain and almost everything almost immediately because your brain needs a focus. It's as we said, it's a muscle like everything else. Yeah, totally. Well, you know, just for those struggling out there who are in that position where they're kind of, you know, in a bit of a rut, they're not really sure what direction to go in or how to refocus on their goals. What was it, Rick, that actually made you end up doing that in the end? Well, I, I was, uh, I was somewhere, so yeah, I was, I had both really bad diagnostics and mental diagnosis and such and was stuck up with pills and I at one time just found me staring at a, in, in, into, a wall, into a wall at a psychiatry hospital for like hours and just doing nothing just staring at that wall and then suddenly it just hit me what am I do- what am I doing I should be doing something with my life Mm. And after that, I started working towards getting rid of the pills and the medicine and everything like that. Slowly and steadily with the help of people that wanted to help me and could help me, of course, not just me blindly walking straight forwards, not knowing what to, where I was going, but getting the proper help to do so. Mm. And I worked myself out of it step by step, little by little. And then just so happens... A really large step took place when I suddenly found myself being a father. And that changed everything. That was like, okay, now now I can't go easy anymore. Now I need to be focused. Definitely. Yeah, and I've got to imagine that having those goals in mind kind of helps to you know, rather than focusing on or being confused in, in a psychological way, or even if you're physically hindered in some sense, having that goal ahead of you, that gives you something else to focus on other than that. And so it can help pull you out in a big way, I think. At least it's, I mean, I don't know what I would do without my goals. You know, if I didn't have how to draw comics.net and I wasn't working on that every day, if I wasn't interested in creating comic books or video games, or, you know, I just didn't have any goal that I was working toward, I really do think that I'd probably be depressed. In in all honesty, I, I would be lost. I wouldn't know yeah. where I was where I was going or even where I was at. So 
you know, I think, and, and I'm not saying that the cure to those uh, those mental and, and physical ailments are going to is going to be the setting a goal. I mean, even to be able to set a goal, you kind of have to pull yourself out of that first in some sense. But uh, I do think it definitely helps because oh, having yeah, having that focus is is immensely powerful. I believe it is. Your brain is much stronger than you than you believe than your first belief. Mm. If you just allow it to work for you and not against you. Well, it is an amazing tool when you think about it, our ability to think about something in the future and then work toward it so that we can manifest it. And I just think that that is a tool, you know, the people that I talk to in, in my everyday life, you know, 80% of them don't use that. You know, they're just kind of more, as they walk through life, they're more at the, at, at the, um, rather than being at the cause, they're they're reacting to everything around them, um, and life kind of just takes them on its own road rather than them deciding for themselves what they'd really like to get out of it. They react instead of acting. That's that's exactly what I was looking for, Rick. It's a still a little bit early here. Um, I'm on my second yeah. coffee, but I am slowly waking up. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. Most people would rather react other than act because they are they are some are some are is afraid of of taking action into their own hands because that's 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 not the norm after all sadly mm. that's not the norm and that's why people like Elon Musk and yeah many many other people like Steve uh, Jobs people are, and all the other Einstein yeah. and all the other brilliant minds of the world exactly and Rick Below, all the great yep. minds. There you go. Those people, <laughs> those people they, they will be a step behind, uh, uh, in front, and you will look at them and say, oh, wish it was me that had uh, had that go, and wish it was me that had that power and that drive. When the truth is, you already do. You just need to act on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, New Year's resolutions, some people are for them, some people are against them. One of the reasons that I'm really for them is because every new year, for some reason, just seems like you're hitting the reset button and you're starting with a clean slate. And I know that it's not really tangible in any way. You know, we make up when the new year starts and, and when Christmas is and, and that kind of thing. You know, that's all kind of like, you know, labels that really don't mean anything in reality. But I think on a, on a mental game level, it's fantastic because it allows you to review the amount of time that you spent throughout the previous year and to analyze it to figure out what you did right, what you did wrong, and how you can improve on the next year, the next allotted amount of time that you've got at your disposal, and then make the adjustments needed in order to get you closer to those goals that you set at the beginning of the year. And, you know, those goals are going to change from year to year. I know that, I mean, I'm not sure what I planned the previous year before this and what my resolutions were or, you know, necessarily whether I achieved them. But I know that I came a lot further than I would have if I never set them in the first place. But, you know, I think life in general is something that you want to reflect on on a regular basis. You know, even month to month, you want to look at where you're at what you've achieved and where you're headed toward. Because 
that analysis is going to allow you to reroute in the most optimal way possible. Rather than flying blind, you're actually able to reassess and reevaluate where it is you'd like to go next. And as I said, that's going to be adjusted from time to time. You're going to find that new things inspire you and new goals matter. Uh, priorities change, right? Um, and that's just the, the human machine, the human condition, right? We are constantly changing our ambitions in one direction or another. You've always got that main goal, I think, that you're working toward that truly does matter to you, that you're passionate about beyond anything else. But in the end, how you get there is something which is going to be constantly reassessed and reevaluated so that you can take the most optimal path there, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, but what I also see about many people when it comes to that in, in, in all is they tend to reassess the ne negative and the, and the bad things in the past instead of focusing on what worked, they focus, the, focus on, okay, that did work, that was bad, that was sad, and then they put themselves down instead of looking at the things that worked for them, you know? Yeah. That's also a thing you need to remember. Don't focus when you reflect and reassess your life and look back. Don't focus on what you did wrong or what ended bad or what you did bad. Look at what worked for you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the bad isn't always going to be an invaluable uh, lesson either. You can definitely learn from the bad, the mistakes that you made and the things that you would have done differently. I think that that can be it, the most powerful way of learning and, and becoming a better person, a better artist, if you will. I mean, we only learn through our mistakes oftentimes, and they are really the ones that are going to change us, uh, hopefully for the better. And, you know, I don't think anyone wants to mess up or, um, you know, take a wrong turn. I think that at the end of the day, we all inherently want to be a better person uh, in one capacity or another. Um, so, but yeah, Rick, I do agree with you. It's important to focus on the good as well as the bad. I mean, combine those two and you will be accelerating beyond belief. Yeah, what I meant was at, at, what I meant was at least don't take the bad things too much at heart. So uh, put, the neutral, put them in neutral so you weigh the good with the bad and use the bad for good. Yeah, don't beat yourself up too much. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always going to be those mindsets that are going to serve you, uh, the thoughts and the memories that are going to push you forward, and you want to use them to motivate you most definitely. Um, anything bad or negative, you want to try to learn your lessons from them, but then kind of forget about them because really the past is the past. It only exists as um, a mental screenshot and you know into the future if you focus more on that and where you want to go from that point onward that's where the true kind of uh progress will be made i think exactly yeah. <clears throat> so with that with that being said i also have a i also actually forgot to mention that i was also considering starting starting working a little more alongside you with the how to draw comics i was actually Starting to consider, found myself uh, thinking as a flight. Hmm, I could do a call. I I could do a course on painting comics rather than just drawing comics because I see. I also see many start using that sort of style as painting. P 
painting in the comics rather than you know uh, rather than using lines to draw them so that's also been a thought of mine and i've started to feel like the more idea the more ideas i come up with that i really want to do instead of it usually scaring me with oh no i can't do that there's no time for that it started to empower me more to just get it started faster yeah so i'm i'm really i've gone into the gone to into, into this new year fully empowered fully ready to do everything i did uh, did last year just 10 times better yeah man absolutely go for it execute on it and you know all you can do is is see what happens from that point onward in the end there's no guarantees in life and i think that that for many of us is hard to come to terms with um even running how to draw comics.net i don't know if that's going to fail miserably you know <laughs> quitting my uh my job that actually brings in a second income is probably going to that could be a mistake that could be a very big mistake but in the end i guess you've got to look at you know what the payoff is what the risk is and then weigh those against one another because in the end i think about the worst possible outcome of course i think that's a smart idea to do and i go well hey if i fail miserably at this i'll just get another job and i'll keep on working on how to draw comics.net it's not like that's going to go anywhere i mean it doesn't it doesn't really bring in a huge profit i'm not really doing it for that i think Every time I upload a new tutorial to that website, it just it makes me feel so proud. You know, I get super excited about what it's going to become. And I think that when you've got that passion, nothing else really matters. You're going to keep on gaining momentum and any any rewards are going to come to you that are going to come to you. You reap what you sow in the end, even if it takes a little bit longer to kind of, you know, get the crops growing and to harvest them. Um, and I think that's why patience is so important. Patience is indeed a virtue. That's one thing that I've learned in life. And people always say, you know, Clayton, one thing I admire about you is your patience. They've, they said that when, you know, I was drawing and, and learning how to do that because I would sit for hours at the drawing board just working on these intricate illustrations. And they said it about how to draw comics.net as well. You know, it's been going for five years or so now. I think this mm -hmm. is the fifth year, and that's crazy. That's that's half a decade, and still it's just beginning. Um, and I think that when you can be that committed to something, when it kind of is you as much as you are it, it's uh, it's an amazing experience to actually have. And I think that there's no stopping you after that. So that's how connected with your goal that you need to be. And when it comes to actually keeping a resolution for the new year, that's where you need to be at. Otherwise, you will lose it because that jolt of inspiration that you feel, the, the motivation that you have to make all the changes that you want to make for the new year are not going to last very long. What will allow you to achieve those goals is the dedication and the discipline, the ability to be able to execute on them in the long term. And unfortunately, short-term motivation will not work for you there. You know, you need to be dedicated and you need to feel it in your body every time you, uh, every time you just think about wanting to do, to do it. I mean, every time I see just the slightest things that can remind me of drawing, no matter where I am, I feel the itch. I feel the itch to grab a pencil and just start drawing. That's how much I like like it myself. And mm. if I feel it in my body, that 
that means that's something I need to uh, go harder into working with. Even even though I feel I feel that I worked hard for it last year, I still feel I didn't work hard enough because I'm still aching for more of it. So that's my plan for the plan for this year is do more uh, do more, and I'm also also stopped teaching uh, last year myself and. It's giving me time to also reflect. Oh, right. So, so you're not teaching anymore? No. Right. Cool. So what are you doing now? I'm just be. I'm just... Uh, I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm doing for freelance work, uh, commissions and all that, and I'm not going to work hard, hard on... on getting on social media now. I got... Uh, I got... I got... Luckily, I got safe saving accounts that I can work with for like a few months now so I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into that and focus on getting myself out there more instead of just around here in Denmark nice work man I'm glad to hear that um so yeah like where was I gonna go next I had the greatest topic that I was going to bring up, and then I just forgot about it. I flew away. This is early I morning podcasts. It. Yep. I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. But here's, uh, but then let me ask you a question. Then now we're still speaking of New Year's resolutions, and you were speaking of looking back and reassessing and all, mm. uh, and such. Let's do that then. Yeah. Last year, Clay. Last year, Clayton. What can you bring with you this year the most well, that's, uh, yeah. from last year? Yeah, that, I mean, that's an easy question. Um, so the biggest achievement that I made last year was actually figuring out a game plan to execute these courses that I want to create because for a while it was pretty hard to nail down a, a method and approach to actually producing them. It was very kind of up in the wind. Some processes would take much longer than I anticipated in an possibly long amount of time. Others were a little bit more manageable. And it did take some exploring before I arrived at the, the model that I was going to use for the courses that I wanted to produce. Because I realized some topics were going to be better in book form. And so the video stuff, I realized, was really something that would serve the audience to be able to see a demonstration of a finished comic book illustration unfold. So I figured, well, you know what? I'm going to do full entire characters. I'm going to talk my way through the process and reveal essentially how I do everything along that comic art production uh, pipeline. And I wanted to do that for characters, of course, you know, a range of different characters. And I ultimately want to do that for comic book covers and comic book interiors as well. Because I know that, you know, things like layout and composition and that kind of stuff, when it comes to sequential storytelling, is something that a lot of people struggle with. And so I'd really like to focus on that, you know, winding up and and really finishing my collection of courses that I'd like to produce for howtodrawcomics.net. Then on after, I'm just going to keep on producing free content and and building up the site into a better, bigger, and greater resource. Um, The other thing that I'm really proud of that we achieved last year was, of course, the podcast. We got that up and running, and, you know, we're 33, 34 episodes in, I think, at this point. So we've done really well with that, and I know that people appreciate that we're actually putting these episodes together and giving them that extra little bit of value that 
you know, may not necessarily be as effective as, you know, sitting down and actually watching a drawing demo unfold, but <laughs> does give them that motivation and that inspiration okay. to keep on going and pursuing their artistic uh, endeavors. And many people use this podcast when they're driving to work, just to listen to that when they get to get going to work or from work, as far as I've been say, reading in, co uh, in comments, and that's just awesome that they also just use it there, like a podcast. But I remember our first talks when we said when we started, how much we actually had doubts that this would, this would, this would work. Do you remember? Yeah, that absolutely. We had, that yeah. we had doubts that this would probably only be ten episodes, and then at least we'll have that. And now we are really going places. We people are speaking are speaking about us more and more as well. Yeah, exactly. It's just a matter of persistence, I think. And, you know, it's not a huge podcast at the moment. Not that many people actually know about it. But I do feel like if if we just keep on going, eventually, you know, more and more people are going to know about it. It's going to get picked up. It's going to get featured. And I'm not expecting that. I don't expect anyone to put us on or anything like that. But I think it's just the result. That will be the inevitable result of continued persistence with this and and the website as well. You know, one of the sorry, one of the other cool things that I just got to mention about the website that that I'm really happy with is also the uh, the tutorials that Joe Catapano has been putting together for us on perspective specifically. They've been super amazing. Oh, he's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's an incredible writer. Uh, a very talented artist, and I'm so thankful that I was actually able to to come across him and get in contact with him, um, because I think that I definitely want to work with him more on additional tutorials to help, you know, fill out that library a little bit more. And yeah, I couldn't be happier with the work he's done. I'm, I'm very. That's one of the highlights of 2018 for me, 100 percent. Yeah, we should. You should also mention that to any by any listeners to, that there is potential for having their courses up as well. If if it's a course that you 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 find working alongside uh, alongside your 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 website. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Joe Joe is a, is a great writer, and he's he's done some awesome tutorials, which I'm super happy with. Um, as far as the courses go, I do want to kind of make sure that they don't get too out of control just uh, due mm -hmm. to quality control. Um, you know, I want them yeah, to be be the best of the best. I don't really want them to uh, necessarily turn into a platform like Udemy or, or Skillshare or anything like that. I do have my courses hosted on there, and, and Ed Foychuk does as well. But as far as how to draw comics goes i want those courses to be like the creme brulee so i'm even i'm even looking at them now like figuring out you know what's going to stay what's going to be featured more how that store is going to be laid out in in an optimal fashion so that people can find what they need um and yeah so it, it is one of those things like i don't necessarily want the how to draw comics course library to become like cube brush i love cube brush but you know, there's a lot of things on there as well that kind of stray away from uh, the initial quality that was established for for a site like that. Ouch, Mark Brunet, take that! No, no bro, Mark Brunet, his his course is a <laughs> his course is a killer, and I absolutely yeah. love them. But Cubebrush did somewhat transition into another kind of uh, place. 
uh, beyond that. And that was just the growth of his company, which is awesome. And I hope that howtodrawcomics.net grows, but maybe uh, not necessarily down down the same track. It's called Brush Boost now, isn't it? I think it's still Cubebrush, cubebrush.com. Maybe maybe it is Brush Boost. Maybe it'll redirect to brushboost.com. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you you're you're right. I mean, the plans you have for the for the for for the website have always uh, always uh, made me more interested in in, in that approach in the, your approach rather than let's say Cubebrush and Udemy because you you are really focused on what you want and and it it has to it and you accept that it will not be a website for every every artist it will be a, it will be a, a really genre based and a little closed down subjectively uh, website mm. for people that want to get into comic book art and i like that that there's that there's that genre based to it and it's not just an open for everything kind of kind of tutorial side yeah definitely and you know the reason that i decided to go down that route in the first place is because one i'm very like you know passionate about comic book art specifically i can do digital painting and you know i love doing the illustrations that are more realistic and that kind of thing but one i don't enjoy it as much as comic book art just because it's kind of like weirdly uh less challenging for me to do more concept art type stuff you know more painted stuff um mm. but also on top of that there's already some pretty fierce competition out there in the realm of concept art digital painting and you know just regular old illustration proko is a great example for that you know he's yeah. uh he is really kicking butt with his courses and um honestly i wouldn't really i think he actually wants to get into comic book art actually i have a suspicion so i'll have to watch out if that happens i'll have to really up my game but we better be ready if he does that yeah and and i think (laughs) i think we will be you know because we it's important you know that's that's the thing right any courses that go up on on how to draw comics.net i want them to be ultra specialized so you know the person teaching those courses and i only want to really select few but they know exactly what it is that they're talking about um because that's what the viewers and the visitors that come to the site are looking for i don't want it to just be another um I don't, I don't. I want it to be more specialized. I don't want it to be more uh, like another generic site that kind of gives you half the information you need, but doesn't really give you the results that you you came there in the first place to get. Exactly. And the other part is you also have your have your web store, which is also a great part, great asset, a great part of the the website that many people also seem to forget. You got a a really good group of artists there that's made their own comics and hmm. yeah the comic book store and people seem to forget that as well in fact I, I still I'm still surprised but there are still people in the Facebook group that doesn't know that we have that there's a website a link a link directly to the Facebook group yeah did you, did you imagine when you make you made the group that it would overcome the popularity more than the actual website as it has has to been um well honestly i didn't expect the group to to grow that big at all you know that was something that uh 
uh, I initially didn't intend to do. I kind of made the How to Draw Comics page on Facebook, and then I just figured, well, hey, if I want to make an announcement or something like that, um, I can do that in a group as well, and people will be notified about it. But also on top of it, I really just wanted a, a place where I could share the things that I was working on without, you know, officially announcing them to, so that I could get feedback. And uh, it blew up, you know. I think we did a really great job of directing the general culture of the group and people's attitudes towards what we were all about. And that's why it is, to this day, such a, well, massive group, which is growing every single day, and also is super engaged. You know, that's what I love the most about it. You'll get someone posting up a, a question, and they'll get 14 comments and responses that, you know, are fairly comprehensive. So it just goes to show that the people we have in our group are serious about being there. You know, they, they want to get something out of it. They want to improve and up their skill set. And uh, I couldn't be prouder of it. As far as, you know, uh, the, the strange fact that not that many people are aware of the site itself, um, I, I just, I'm not sure why that is. Uh, I think People come to Facebook for a specific reason. They're not really looking to jump off of it and then onto another site. I do believe that's one of the reasons why Facebook advertising isn't necessarily as effective as uh, many would initially think. But, you know, the, the website gets traffic primarily from Google. It doesn't really get a whole lot of traffic from social media or social networks. It gets some, definitely, but mostly it's it's all organic from Google. And I'm hoping to build that up. You know, again, that's where the tutorials come into play and those free resources that actually offer value to the people looking in order to, to improve. Because you have to think about it. When it comes to Facebook and Google, Facebook isn't really a search engine. It's a, it's a social media platform where people are kind of, you know, communicating with others that they already know or participating in groups such as ours specifically. But with Google, it's a, a problem solver essentially. You type a question into Google and the answer to that question will pop up in the search results. So, you know, when people search how to draw comics, ideally our website is going to come up and help them to solve that particular problem. Exactly, and but I, I still find I still find it funny, even though what what, what you said makes sense. P uh, people don't go on Facebook to find to find websites that will help them. After all, they go to Google. But it's still it's still uh, it's still surprising when people ask in the group, "How where do I learn to get better?" and and the link to your site and to the site is literally just above them. It makes me chuckle and sh shake my head sometimes, but I understand why it mm -hmm. they, they can they can easily miss that if their focus in uh, is more asking for help rather than look around, which it is on social media and such groups. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, how to draw comics.net, it's not 100% complete yet. Like, it's still growing. It's still really a baby. So it's it's still going to be updated with new tutorials and stuff that cover a wider variety of issues that many comic book artists uh, come up against when it comes to improving their abilities. So that's another reason. I mean, sometimes I'm almost reluctant to redirect people to the website depending on what they're looking for because we've got a lot of content on perspective right now. We've got some content on drawing heads and, and guns and cars and that kind of thing. And we've got a bunch of videos, of course, covering a variety of topics. But, 
you know, someone who is looking for, let's say, maybe they want to learn how to draw a dragon, for example, which is a very popular thing to want to learn how to do. We don't have a tutorial on that. So, or, or even a tutorial on form, you know, I'd really like to get more content. I was about to say. Yeah, I want to get more content covering those drawing principles. And uh, I think that'll be really the focus for this year is building up those foundations so that people have the the underlying tools that they need to essentially be able to draw anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd say that's the, that's the way to go. Yeah, what about so what about you, Rick? Reflecting back on the, on last year, what are you most proud of? What do you wish you had have done better or done more? What will you improve on this year? I would uh, I would get better at trusting my instincts when it came to when it came to what 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 roads to take when it came, when when it comes to art, because I was really doubting myself constantly and and, and uh, about whether I was going the right direction and or not. When I first started, the jumps did solve my. I constantly doubted myself that this wasn't the way for me. Like I still do at times when I find myself keep control seeing, like for the hundred and fifteenth time, but. Those doubts, I, I, uh, I've luckily learned that those doubts will always be there for there for me, and I just have to accept them. But I also have to watch how far far I've come. I mean, at this point, I can do I can all I can do better work now, with uh, or at least faster work now, digitally than I could uh, than I can traditionally because it's easier. It's it's not cheating, but, but there is there's easier tools to use in digital that makes me work fast. I I try to test it by traditionally draw one thing and then do it digitally afterwards. And I almost did it one uh, one and a half hour faster, and it that that kind of took me back, and it made me realize, okay, I need to stop doubting myself because this works. So I need to have uh, have more trust in my in, in the path I was past I want to take, and what also worked worked really well last year for me was getting into this group and getting it as getting as much into it as that I that I became a became a an ad, a co-admin on on the group, mm-hmm. and and then also your. Your co-host, the bestest co-host a podcaster could ever have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no bragging, but yeah, and that has and that has taught me that I should I shouldn't be afraid of approaching people with things I want, because I have been I'm very held back when it comes to that, or I, or I was at at one point just let's say half a year ago, but that's almost gone now. Now I know, gotten really good at approaching people with things I want because I realized most people would rather say yes than instantly no. Yeah, absolutely. It it is funny because um, one of the coolest things that uh, I've heard Tony Robbins quote was, um, you know, the... uh, 
ask and you will receive, right? And I think that that's very true. You know, most of the time, if you just ask somebody for help, they're going to help you out. And that's one of the reasons why I think this year, Rick, maybe one of your goals could be to be brave enough to just put put your work out there and get that feedback. Because I think that's maybe one the one aspect that you're missing that could really increase your abilities and and move you along at essentially light speed in comparison to where you're at now. It's funny because you know last night i'm not sure if you saw the uh the artwork i posted i was working on a very complex looking dynamic pose for a character and uh, i knew that it wasn't right like i I was seeing the longer i looked at it the more mistakes i saw but you know i thought i'd put it out there anyway because people are going to see things that i'm not going to be able to see maybe they'll like it more and i'm being too self-critical maybe uh they won't maybe they'll actually point out to me exactly what i need to change in order to improve upon what i've already created and that's one of the reasons the group exists it's not just a group where artists come together to, to hang out. It's actually a resource that a, a tool that you can use to significantly improve upon your skill set. And so I'd say definitely, you know, and you know I, post once a day, man. Totally. And I, and I smack myself over the head a lot because I'm, I'm, I'm a damn, <laughs> I, I'm a damn uh, moderator of the group. And I'm, I, and I approach people saying, saying that to them, but here I am. Last time I shared something is almost a year, half a year ago or more. Mm. Except, except for tutorials I've found that has been helpful or bragging about the new awesome podcast we st- we done. But yeah, as I said earlier, my focus is because is to become more so uh, more active on social media when it comes to sharing my art, especially that group because that has helped that has helped me a lot already so i need to give even more back than i already do well yeah and you know just be open to it giving you something more back you know i mean it is again it is a resource that uh, is available to anyone who wants to learn how to draw comics when you've got a focus group of over 30,000 people there to uh show your artwork to and to get feedback from i mean that's just that is incredible, and I'm really and proud we, of, of how it's grown. And we got and we got legit professional people and agents out there that could lend you could lend people a good job if they get noticed. If you just keep on pushing, pushing yourself and adding to the group, it will it will help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm not, I was going to. I'm ask, not going <laughs> to. Go on. I was going to ask you, Rick. Uh, what tools do you use to actually keep your resolutions like what, uh, like how do you how do you make sure that by the end of next year you've achieved all that you wanted to achieve this year or how do you intend to actually make sure that you stick to what you've the goals I, you've set out for yourself i have a pds document document a document on my desktop with a step-by-step guide on what to do in order to achieve what i want so far it changes all the time. I keep adding to it. I keep changing the order to it, but it's there, and it's there. To, and it's the only thing on my desktop right now. So it's the first thing I see every time I turn on my PC. That's awesome, and I think it's a great idea to do that. If you write down your goals and you know you've got a game plan as to how you're going to reach them, uh, 
maybe even putting them in a place that you can see every single day in the place that you work. You know, I've got my studio here. I should probably have some some kind of printout of all the goals that I want to, you know, achieve by the end of the year. I'd, you'd probably have a lot better of a chance of actually accomplishing them. Exactly. You need you need that. Uh, it's a thinking that, yeah, I can hold my focus with just uh, keeping it in my mind. And not really, because your brain is... Your brain is messy when it comes to that. It can easily, it can easily be uh, forget that you had a goal and then go, "Ooh, look at there! Look at this cute puppy on YouTube." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we forget all the time. Uh, you know, we come up with a brilliant. This is why I have to write down every single cool idea that I come up with. Otherwise, you know, two minutes later, I've forgotten about it. Um, and that does go for. That definitely goes for your goals as well. If you've ever, if you're like me, and you're going to sleep at night, the the thing that happens before you fall asleep is, for some reason, you're just suddenly hit with a lightning bolt of inspiration, and all these yeah. cool ideas start flooding in. And of course, by the time you wake up the next morning, most of them have been forgotten about, unless, of course, you wrote them down. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's a fantastic idea and a, a very good. Uh, way of of keeping yourself accountable to what you've actually set out for yourself in the coming year yeah make sure you don't keep reminding yourself so you don't forget forget the promises you've made for yourself keep it structured keep a structure of your plans in one way or another it can be a messy structure but that that is bound to be changed uh, depending on how good how how much how fast you're working but have some sort of a structure on your approach to reaching your goals. Totally. And another great way of doing that as well, that's going to, you know, just it's going to add to the likelihood of you actually completing them is actually telling people about what it is you want to achieve. You know, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your significant other, and not only will they hopefully be cheering them you on if they're, uh, you know, good friends and, and family, but you'll also feel like you have to live up to those goals now because you don't want to disappoint them in a way. And I know that seems like a strange thing to do, but trust me, it works. You know, sometimes I specifically go out of my way to look for people who are going to hold me accountable to what I've set out to do. Um, I will specifically ask them. I'll say, you know, (laughs) check in with me two weeks from now or a month from now and uh, ask me where I'm at with this thing, just to keep me in check. Yeah, because many people, many people does uh, I don't have a problem disappointing themselves, but have a problem with disappointing others. So use those problems to benefit you instead of, again, instead of bring, uh, letting them, them bring you down. Use them to your benefit. Use them, as you said, to let uh, let people know. So you have someone to be accountable towards uh, other than just yourself because it's easy to disappoint yourself right you, you'll get over that faster than if you depo- uh, disappoint someone you really really care about oh yeah and this is especially applicable to anyone who is working on a project on their own because when you don't have a team of people there who are kind of looking to you in order to complete what they want to complete 
um, all of a sudden you're alone and the only one to depend on is you. And that goes for, you know, an independent comic book project that you might have started, um, you know, an illustration that you're trying to finish, anything, you know, you're getting through those commissions that you've got lined up, hopefully. Um, really, when you're the only one there to motivate yourself, you have to come up with ways in order to ensure that you see it through because it's very difficult to discipline yourself. You know, the worst punishment that you can think of is still not going to be enough to really, truly motivate you to get things done. So, you know, maybe... uh, Maybe you give one of your mates 20 bucks and say, hey, if I achieve this this thing that I'm trying to accomplish um, within a week, give me the 20 bucks. Otherwise, you can keep it, right? You know, it's, it's silly, <laughs> but it could work. never give them back. He'll say, well, you, you kind of owed me anyway, so he'll just put it in, in his pocket and I'll never see them again. Oh, well, a trusted friend, maybe a, a family member that you can entrust $20 to. But, you know, it could be anything. Hey, you know, at yeah. the end of the week, if I achieve this goal, get me a coffee, right? Uh, and maybe you can do the same thing for, for them whenever they accomplish their goals. You know, it's a if you can reward yourself in some way for completing what you've accomplished, but also kind of have some penalty there for when you don't achieve those goals... Uh, you'll find that you're able to work a lot more effectively. It's a little, it's a little like you, like you raise a dog in that sense, and that maybe, and that's not to sound demeaning to the idea, but it is basically when a dog has done good, you give them a treat. Do that to yourself. Give yourself a treat. Which I do believe that was one of our talks in one of our first podcasts as well. Actually, this one here that remember to treat yourself when you're when you've done good. At your sex, it's okay. It's okay to brush, uh, brush your ego when you've done good. To an extent, it's okay to reward yourself when you've done good. It's okay to call yourself awesome when you've done good. And you should, because that strengthens your mind and your mentality to keep on pushing on. Yeah, big time, man. And... You know, as well as treating yourself, remember to relax as well. Try not to stress out too much because that uh, that can work for you, but it can also oftentimes be a deterrent and cause you to procrastinate in a huge way. So make sure make sure you relax. You know, that's one of the reasons that I've promised myself a time of day where I can sit down and just draw, you know, do what I really care about, do what I love, you know, get all the work out of the way in the first half of the day. But then, you know, 6 p.m. rolls around and I'm at the drawing board actually doing what I love most. Because, you know, there's always going to be in the grander scheme of things parts of your goal and ambition that isn't necessarily 100% enjoyable to work on. You know, nothing is always going to be easy and smooth sailing it's going to require you to be challenged. And you want that challenge there because that kind of keeps you in the game. It keeps you present. But uh, at the same time, you also want to make sure that you're maintaining the things that you enjoy doing so that you can remain inspired and, you know, live the kind of life where, you know, you're accomplishing the things that matter, but you're also having fun at the same time. Indeed. I mean, that's also one thing I need to get get better at, teach myself to relax and i already started that even though we only 10 days in that's great man so when are we gonna i started i started i started taking the weekends off almost completely now from anything that's art related other than reading comics 
and it's just relaxing in the weekends because I needed that. I needed that. I can't do the whole okay six o'clock sharp. I need to stop. I found I found out that didn't work for me, so I was like, well, okay, then then say the weekends, take the weekends off. I mentioned this earlier as well that I in another again another podcast speaking of looking back with the we speak of, a lot of going back on podcasts right now but yeah i spoke of i was trying to do that and it started to work better and better now and i feel more relaxed i still feel tired but i feel more relaxed in my body i don't have my pains that i started having and it's become much better that's good to hear man well we are pretty much wrapping up with uh, this episode. We've just hit an hour, so uh, I guess we should uh, kind of call it a day on this one, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I can go to bed. You can finally go to bed, get some get some Zs in. <laughs> It'll be good. So when are we going to see your, your, your first artwork for 2019, Rick? Either either at the end of this month or the start of the next one. At the end of this I podcast got, or the start yeah, of the I next got, one. Cool. I got I got to, I got a one a big one where I work on right now and I'm planning on sharing that, even though it's a commission and I used to have this silly thought that if it's a commission then it's for them and not for me to share. I know stupid mentality, but that was how I was thinking stubbornly, and that's over now. I'm gonna share it when, as soon as I'm done, everywhere I can. I even may said I even prepared, prepare even made a Facebook group and a profile for my artist page, so it's ready to start whenever I got some art up. I got an art station, so a profile set up ready to start when I got some art. Nice. Yeah. What's the Facebook so, page name? Facebook page's name it's Rich Arts. It's it's a fun, it's a fun twist of my love. full name Richard. So it's just Rich Arts. I see. Cool. I'll be uh, subscribing and uh, I'll be looking forward to it, man. As I'm sure was, everyone who's listening will be. I will share to the group as soon as it's up and running. But I'll first start it up when I have something to show. Great. Can't wait to check it out, man. Well, have you got any final announcements other than that, Rick? No, not really. Only a question for you then. Mm-hmm. When will we see? When will we see the birth of Katanka Creek of Captain Katanka? Uh, probably not for a while. There's a lot of other characters I want to create first, but uh, yeah, maybe one day. We'll see. We'll see. Insert cr- insert crowd booing here. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, then. Well, it's been a fantastic episode. Really enjoyed chatting with you, Rick, about our New Year's resolutions. And, of course, to everyone who's listening out there, what are your New Year's resolutions? What would you like to achieve in 2019? Could be your art goals, could be personal goals, could be anything. But uh, we'd love to hear. Um, just leave it in the comments below, and we'll uh, we'll definitely reply to you and, and, and let you know what we think. <laughs> exactly. But I'll change it. Uh, was change your things about uh, what you said there just to make it even more strong not what do you plan to get done this year instead of what are you going to get and change it to what are you going to get done again it's all it's a whole mentally thing think think correctly and you'll get things done absolutely 
there you go well thanks so much for listening rick thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next time until then keep on creating